please pray with me? God of salvation, God of Christmas hope, love, joy, and peace, we thank you for this day of worship, a clear, cold day that reminds us how much we love and need the warmth of your grace in our lives. We have a hard time holding on to it, O oh Lord, and so we come to you today asking you to help us to open the gifts of faith in our lives. So may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, either through us or in spite of us. Speak to us, thy people, we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to our beautiful church, which is such a place of grace. I've seen many of the great cathedrals of the world. I've seen many other amazing places that inspire people to worship our living God. But this place is a very special place. Amen? Amen. A place that lets the love of God shine in as few other places can. Every time I enter this place, I can feel my relationship with God being refreshed. We're journeying towards Christmas and beyond in our new Christian year, in Advent, our first Christmas season. Advent is when we prepare for the coming of Jesus at Christmas. And Advent is meant to give us a season of reflecting, refreshing, restoring, and rejoicing. And this year, we're celebrating Advent with our travel kits that you received as a gift to you. This kit has reminders that we are to reflect, refresh, restore, and rejoice in Advent and beyond to open the gifts of faith all year long. And I had a good time last Saturday reflecting on my faith journey with you and reflecting on all of the hundreds of people whose lives we touched last week at our Christmas in the Village celebration. Wasn't it amazing? Many of these people, they prayed in our sanctuary for a long time, and perhaps they began to reflect on the image of God in their hearts, too. And I had a good time this week praying our prayer of invitation to God's possibilities on the cards in your pews. I've been praying it every single day, and I invite you and everyone to pray it together as much as you can, so that we can begin to see the image of God reflected in those possibilities among us. Now, even though I, I made it a point to reflect this week, it's, it's been a busy week, and I had meetings, I had to prepare for our service of remembrance here yesterday, and lots of other things, and as the weekend went on, I began to realize, hey, wait a minute, when was the last time I took a shower? And I, I finally got so itchy and, yes, so stinky that I practically jumped into the shower. And boy, did that ever feel good, just washing it all the way. And it was very, very refreshing. Don't you love that feeling? 
Don't you love it? And just stepping out of the shower and feeling so refreshed, so ready for new things. Everything that went down the drain doesn't have to be a, a part of our lives anymore. And we're left with the freshest version of our birthday suit that we can manage. If only refreshing our faith were that simple. Well, in fact, it, it can be that simple, though perhaps not that easy. See, God wants us to take care of our flesh, our bodies. God wants us to be refreshed for this journey of faith ahead. To be a person like us in the living flesh is so important to God that God's own self became flesh in Jesus. And even Jesus took time to make sure that he was refreshed physically. But faith reminds us that our bodies are not just our bodies. God wants us to be more than just our own flesh. It's so important to be not just our own flesh that God came to us as Jesus to invite us to be one flesh with every living thing through faith in Jesus Christ. So as we use our tools to open the gifts of faith this Christian year, our Advent readings this week remind us that the purpose of Christian refreshment is not just to refresh our own flesh, but to reflect, re refresh our connection to God and God's creation. To refresh ourselves as a Christian isn't a situation where we refresh just ourselves and then say to God's world and God's flesh, I got mine, now you get yours. No. To refresh ourselves as Christians is to reflesh ourselves, to reconnect to our oneness with every person and every living thing that has flesh in this life, in this world. And if we have truly engaged in Christian reflection, then we can't help but to see the reflection of all of God's flesh in our mirror of faith. Our reading today from Luke's Gospel reminds us that the flesh of God's world was not in a good place when Jesus was born. Luke sets the time when Jesus was born in a, in a very interesting way. Luke doesn't say, well, I think that it was December 5th, year zero, when Jesus was born, right? That's, that's not the type of timekeeping that would really matter to Luke and to other early Christians. No. Luke set the time of Jesus coming into the world according to how the world was suffering and waiting for the salvation of God. Luke describes every ruler of the world that afflicted people in the place where Jesus was born. The amazingly corrupt and brutal Roman Emperor Tiberius, the corrupt and brutal Pontius Pilate, governor of the land of Israel, and all of the corrupt puppet kings and rulers of Galilee, Iturea, and Trachonitis, and and Abilene, and the equally corrupt and cold-hearted rulers of the Jewish temple, Annas and Caiaphas. All of these set the time of Jesus coming into the world. 
It was a time when the flesh of the world, our flesh, was suffering. It was a time when all flesh was suffering like the world flesh, world's flesh suffers today and suffers badly. The world of Jesus needed not just refreshing, but refleshing. Amen? Amen? The world of Jesus needed not just the connection of God with people individually, but the connection of God with people connected to one another in godly ways. The whole world needed people taking not just a comfortable bath to get ready for the day, but a deep washing of their souls and hearts so that everything that separated them from God and God's creation could go swirling down that drain of sin and death. And John the Baptist tells us all that all flesh needed to see the salvation of God, a washing away of everything that's not God. And when we find ourselves in that place of salvation, when we sense that our hearts had smelled the stink of sin and we've repented of it and let God's mercy and forgiveness wash us baby clean, as John the Baptist called people to do, then we come up from those refreshing waters to find a world that has suffered along with us. We begin to reclaim our connection to God's world, a world that has hearts just like we do, that loves and that hurts just like we do, and that feels the oppressive hand of evil ruling this world consumed in sin just like we do. And we begin to see that not only are we not alone, but that God's world isn't alone and not without God's hope. Advent is the season when we're preparing for the coming of God who is coming to us, no matter what. As both John the Baptist and the prophet Malachi remind us today, God's coming will reshape our lives for a good reason. And that reason is God's coming. For God's, and that reason for God's coming is the reason for this season. The reason for this season is Jesus. The reason for Jesus is salvation. Amen? We need to find Christian refreshment because our journey through the Christian year is our journey of salvation. We want to find our hearts, our minds, our lives, and God's world looking more like Jesus' Garden, God's Garden of Eden now, not later. Jesus, our new Adam and Eve, is coming again to lead us into the cleansing and refreshing waters of faith, helping us to have hearts and flesh like a newborn baby again. And as we look at our newborn reflection in faith, as Christian refreshment prepares us for the coming of Jesus, hopefully we see alongside us the world who Jesus invites into the hope of salvation, the reason for the reason for the season.
The refreshment of Christian salvation is never about, I got mine, you go get yours. Amen? Christian salvation invites us to become the heralds of Christ in God's world, inviting all of God's world into the healing of flesh and spirit that is God's plan for the salvation of the world in Jesus Christ, now and forever. Now that word flesh, we don't use it too often. In today's translation of Luke's Gospel, it could also be read as the word humanity. That's a fine word too, but it, it misses the point, doesn't it? We are all one flesh, one body in Jesus. There's not this thing called us and this other thing called humanity. The world is one flesh. And God calls us to be servants of salvation for God's one flesh so that all flesh will see the salvation of God. You are that flesh. Everyone here is that flesh. Every person in your family, your community, your state, your nation, and all of God's world is God's flesh. And every person has the, who has the courage to come to a faith group, to serve in a mission project, to pray earnestly, to open a new chapter of faith in their lives, to share their walk with one another humbly, is a part of God's flesh. They can find salvation from God in Jesus Christ. When you go home, please don't put your travel kit in a drawer and forget it. Please take it out and use these tools actively. Use the mirror to see if you see the image of God reflected in you. Use the washcloth to refresh you in Christ and to offer to others needing God's salvation. This is a time to refresh our bodies, our hearts, and our faith as we prepare the way of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's use this time together wisely, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Our hymn response is... We're about to recite the Apostles' Creed, which you can find in your hymnal. As number 881, it'll also be on the screen. It's brought to my attention recently that I don't ask people to recite our creeds too often. Uh, creeds are important. They do not create faith. They do not prove faith. They guide us in faith, and they connect us in faith with the most ancient Christians. There's strong evidence that the Apostles' Creed was used perhaps as early as the late first century and, and mid-second century. So there are versions of this that have been around almost as long as there have been Christians. And so as we recite this, this is not simply your individual affirmation of faith. It is connecting us with the faith of thousands of years and the people who support us in our faith, even now, in God's heavenly kingdom. Let us say together this historic faith affirmation. 
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. It's time now for the prayers of people. The time when we lift up our joys and concerns, our triumphs, and life's tragedies. We got 78 prayers last Saturday, so I think for a period I'll be reading at least two a shot. And we'll find a time when we can pray some of the most um, pressing prayers sometime soon. Let's hold in special prayer Emily Blanger, who is at home, comfortable after her surgery, but she is beginning her radiation and chemo treatments for the treatment of her <coughs> brain tumor that was removed. We pray for the family of Stephen McLaughlin, uh, of Corn Lane's family. Please pray for Corn and Sola Steve and all of their family at this time. There will be a small family graveside service on Friday. Uh, we pray for Ethel Orcott, uh, our beloved friend who sits there with Jerry whenever she can. Um, she, sits, she sits with us in spirit today and is going for an MRI test soon. Please hold her in your prayers. From our community, our prayers are with Carrie Meyer, who is battling cancer. This is a beautiful prayer and beautiful script writing, if I do say so. Jesus, there isn't a day that goes by that I miss my husband. He went to heaven in June of 2018. I miss him so much. I miss you, brothers. My love for you is forever. Your wife, Jenny. We had a uh, service of remembrance here yesterday. And we are privileged to have about 85 people here remembering their loved ones who have recently gone to God's kingdom. Let us hold all of their families in prayer as well. Please pray, pray with me. God of love, God of creation, creator, redeemer, and transformer of heaven and earth, Hear the prayers of the people, both those that have been spoken here and those that dwell in our heart. We cannot hide from you our prayers. They are in our minds and our hearts constantly. And we lift up these lives who have been uttered out into this space here. Heal them. Give them hope and courage. 
Give them strength in flesh and in spirit. Help us to be one with them in flesh and spirit, wherever possible. Help us to let them know that Christ has not forgotten them and that we don't forget Christ. And help us in our daily lives to be touched by you, O Lord. Help us to wash away everything that separates us from you, that we may be joyful and peaceful and fruitful and happy beyond all measure. We pray for these things in the blessed name of Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. What a blessing to have you folks here with open hearts celebrating the life of God. I thank you all for being here and for your love of God. And as our expression of love to God and God's works in this world, we offer now our tithes and our offerings that God's kingdom may increase now and forever. Amen.
wants to refresh us in the waters of God's everlasting love. Invite God's forgiving love into your life now and always. And now, may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord shine God's face upon us. Be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift up God's countenance even upon us. Grant us peace now and forever. And may the people of God, refreshed by God's grace, say loudly and joyfully, Amen! Amen. Uh, Hallelujah! Praise God.